Welcome everyone. This episode, this one time at OU. So happy to have Angie and Chris from Donkey Coffee on. Welcome guys. Thank you. Hello. Well, you know, I'm uh of course when I went to school, Donkey Co- Coffee wasn't there. But looking at your website and talking to friends that, that know about Donkey Coffee, it really seems you've kind of captured the essence of Athens. Um, are you guys local? No, um, we both went to school here, though. I came in 88. Yeah, and I came in 89. I grew up in Bay Village, which is like 20 miles west of Cleveland. And I came here for school as a freshman and studied English education at OU from 89 to 93. Yep, I came uh, from Richmond, Virginia. Chris, I live in Richmond, Virginia. (laughs) Do you you really? Yeah, what a small world. Uh, That is funny. I just, are you familiar with Richmond? Well, I just moved, you know, I just lived over, um, you know, University of Richmond. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lake there on University Drive. Okay. My my ex has that house, darn it. But no, (laughs) we get along just great. Um, And I live now kind of more uh, south of Bonaire. Oh, yeah, sure. I grew up in Midlothian. Yeah. So I'm actually off of Arch Road. I don't know if you know where that is. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So it's a small world. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. So I know you guys are great people just from those things besides going to <laughs> OU. So you guys went to school. Now, did you become an item in, in school? Well, I liked Chris, but he didn't like me, unfortunately. So I had to wait a few years. <laughs> I had a crush on him and I... I, I was I was blinded. Yeah. But God, God removed the scales from my eyes and <laughs> we ended up uh, getting married. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, did you guys know each other from, I guess there wasn't much of an overlap. And when you went to school, you met at OU? Oh yeah. We met at school. Yep. Chris, um, he won't tell you this, but he got a full ride to OU on a swimming scholarship. And he was actually the best breaststroker in the country at one point and went to the Olympic trials in 88. Oh, yeah. fantastic. My, uh, both my kids are, are, are swimmers, not to that level, but, uh, that's it. Get them out great, now. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we, they've had some friends that have done that and it's, people don't realize how competitive that is. That, oh, it's uh, crazy. Isn't it? I that's mean, crazy. one of his uh, friends was, I forget what his stroke was, but he was in the top, you know, when they were mid teens mm-hmm. in, in the top and he just quit. He's like, I just can't do this all the time. I mean, it, wow. it takes a commitment, you know, as you know, now yeah. when I went to school, there was a guy who was uh, a roommate with a friend of mine, Ken Perini, and he was the nicest guy ever. I don't know if you ever remember that name. Ken Perini. It no. sounds really familiar. I love that but... name though. I love it. Yeah. And he was just a super guy. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he lived in, we lived in Pickering and it was kind uh-huh. of a par- party dorm, but but Ken had no part of that. But he always hung out and was just very amiable to, nice. to it all. He was just a good guy. So let's I fast forward. Yeah, you guys are ahead. so cool. I can already tell that you didn't go to. Oh, no, you might have been South Green because you're a swimmer. I better be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were probably West Green. No, I went. Um, I mean, well, West Green. That's what I meant to say, because yeah. I, yeah. I was West Green first ah. first year and then I moved to South Green. Oh, ah, good. More of like music, music people, which I, you know, I'm a big music geek. So that worked out really well. No, I could tell right away that you weren't wet West Green people. And people at West Green probably hate me, but it's just, it's not South <laughs> Green. It's not East Green. It's not. No, uh, lots, of, lots of jerky jocks on West Green. Not, not everybody that was a jock was jerky, but, but there was a lot for sure. 
I, yeah, they, well, as an extreme extrovert, I just put in to have like three random roommates in a quad. And so they put me in the convocation center. So that's where I lived my first year. Yeah. And I think that that is that, I wonder if that's still dorms. I know they did that at that time because they didn't have dorm space. Oh, really? Yeah. That wasn't, oh. I mean, it wasn't built to have dorms and they kind of, oh, I didn't it, know that they yeah. looked really well established and not brand new back in 89. Yeah. And I wonder if they were, you know, maybe that was like, at one time it was dorms for athletes. I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I do know we had on Dr. Uh, Jenny Hall Jones and she was telling us about that. And she's like, you got to go to West Green now. James Hall is amazing. I'm like, I got to check it out. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Well, good. Now when you guys are probably at the time and uh, you know, the whole place up, up on the Hill, all those apartments were built. So you had to go to where well, you're in the dorms for two years, then had to yeah. madly search for a, uh, a house. I was an RA. So um, I stayed in the dorms the third year. I was an RA in Bryan Hall, and then I lived off campus um, in the old Kenny Wesleyan Memorial Church when it was on the corner of East State Street and um, Stimson Avenue. And um, they had just converted it to apartments. So that's why I lived in my senior year. Across from the IGA, right? Um, the family oh. dollar. No, no. Remember, there was a Bob's IGA in that parking oh. lot. They, yeah, that's been gone forever now. Okay. But yes, that that's where that's yeah, where it is. showing my age. Well, good stuff. <laughs> that's a it's a parking lot now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, you mentioned music, and you know, I love the fact that you guys have open mic night because that. Yeah, when I went there, the Union was the the, the bar that had you know seven days a week music. I mean, the Hangar did, but it was only there my freshman year. And mm -hmm. that is just such, I'm a big music guy too. And that's such an anchor integral part of the college experience. And I, uh, that's awesome. Now, do you play? Yeah. I, um, and I played bass in um, college as well. I was in two bands, um, one called Chaco Bottom and the other one called Big Red Truck. And then um, I also play in a band now called the Wild Honeybees and do recording. And then, um, you know, just love music in general, like to talk about it a lot. Yeah, well, we'll have to have you back. We'll just have a music talk. We've had a couple, a couple folks on uh, some musicians and the different bands they had. One was, uh, you know, when the seventies, he said he brought punk to Athens, and it's uh, oh great, yeah. And the Crunch cool. was Crunch was a band that was big when I was yep. there, and they were on. Um, I remember so them. Yeah, good stuff. And Shaco Bottom, for those who don't know Richmond, that's a reference to an area in Richmond. And my my son's in a band, and the name of their band is Texas Beach, also a Richmond reference. And I thought that, that was, was cool. A cool band. Yeah, so I'll have to check you guys out for sure. I wrote it down. It's Wild Honeybees. Is that can we find them yeah, on the, the Wild internet? And, uh, yeah, you can. We're on Spotify. Okay, it it's like New Orleans sixties um, and seventies R and B type stuff. Well, Aaron Nevelish. A little bit, yeah. We've got like a three-piece um, horn section and more, more like the meters than, um, but, you know, a little bit like the Nello Brothers. Well, awesome. I'm, uh, I'll have to check it out for sure. So tell me about uh, Donkey Co Coffee and how it started and now it's just become this huge institution. <laughs> well, um, I think in the back of our minds, we'd always wanted to... Um, open a place like that. We're really into the idea of community, but also we love social justice and we wanted to have some place where um, we could have like live events in the back, like music and open stages and poetry readings. Um, and so we thought a coffee shop would be the best way to do that. Um, and then 
fair trade coffee was getting pretty popular at the time. Like um, if you were interested in, in that kind of thing, which just basically just means that um, the farmers are getting a living wage because typically the farmers, um, you know, just paid atrocious wages, um, you know, all throughout the world. So fair trade came along and just basically says if it's certified fair trade, it means that um, the farmers are getting paid well. And so... Well, can I ask a question about the fair trade? Because that's been yeah. a, uh, kind of a buzzword. And so there's just a, is it a government group that says fair trade? Because we have in Richmond and Cary Street, you know, a fair trade, a couple of fair trade only shops. And I sure. always wonder, I mean, I assume that it says, yes, we treat our employees right. We're not a sweatshop, no child labor, and everyone is a paid fair wage. But is there a way to it's tricky. prove that? Yeah. So, so if it says certified fair trade, that's different than just saying fair trade. Um, and then there's certain, um, you know, uh, what would you say? There's certain um, things that you have to reach during that. Like, for instance, like with coffee, which is what we know about, there's a certain pay that like there's a minimum pay that they have to be paid for it to be certified fair trade. Yeah, per pound of coffee, a minimum. And Dean's Beans, who we've used for the almost 20 years we've been open, he pays beyond that, that minimum requirement. So that's one of the things we admire so much about Dean's Psycon from Dean's Beans. Well, and for those who don't know, I have a friend who makes coffee and he was explaining the process and it's, it's not an easy one and it right. is a craft and it's an art really. Yeah. It's that's why we never wanted to get into roasting. Cause that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It is where art and science blend. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, great. So you had the idea for this and what year are we talking about? Well, when I had the idea, it was probably when I was walking around Athens. Um, so early 90s, um, you know, really early 90s. And then um, Angie and I went into ministry um, after college together. But we always had in the back of our minds that we wanted to do this. And eventually we actually got burned out doing ministry, um, you know, not, not on God per se, but on um, just it's very um, people oriented. And, um, we were just getting to a point where we wanted to do something else. And, um, this kind of came up to where we started looking around and we found a space. And, um, I said, I think we're ready to open a coffee shop. Like we've been talking about for 15 years. And Andy said, you have no idea what you're doing. You need to do research. You, you just, <laughs> well, I, I, Chris is an introvert, so he has ideas rolling around in his brain, you know, for long periods of time before he actually says it out loud. So I, I didn't know that you had been like thinking about it for 15 years. It was more like a shock to me when you really said like, I think I'm serious about opening up the coffee shop. And I actually begged you not to do it because I knew it was going to fail because we knew nothing about business. I was an English education major and Chris was telecommunications. And, you know, I thought you had to be really awesome at math to go into business and crazy. Prove that wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we, we can, sell, we, can today. we can sell Jesus coffee ought to be no problem. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I, I really seriously, asked him to reconsider. But then I also knew that I couldn't say no to a dream. I knew we had to try it. And so. And I did take a year um, yeah. to really, you know, make sure that at least that we could say that we, you know, yeah. researched and did everything we could before we move forward. And then and if so it failed, we would just get 
other full-time jobs and <laughs> pay it off the yeah. rest of our life. <laughs> no, he, Angie, he's like, you know what? I blew it once with her. I'm going to show her that I really am the right <laughs> guy. <laughs> you know? I'm going to learn. I'm not going to blow and this. Then, yeah. So then when he found the location, it was the old Athens office supply, which was part of union printing on Washington street next to the sheriff's station. And he he thought of that location because it was off of court street and therefore like a third of the price of rent, you know, for, for, right. Um, As opposed yeah. to I was in jail. I looked outside. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, that's great. So, um, but I went in there and I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. No one's going to want to hang out here. Cause when you walked in, it was just kind of dingy and drab and, there were no windows and it was just like this really long, narrow hole in the building. And he's like, no, you'll see it'll be great. I'm like, I don't know. I would hate hanging out here. There's no windows. Cause I'm a light person and he's a dark person. And I'm like, I don't know. Most people like the light Chris. <laughs> so he's like, no, it'll be great. You'll see, you'll see. So we ended up um, leasing the space for what? 1300 a month. It was less than that. I forget what it was, but at the time, I think it was oh, it was eight hundred. Eight hundred a month, and but only we took Athens. Out a, we took out yeah. a loan for like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which we used to renovate the whole entire space and make it beautiful. So um, it ended up being a really perfect location. So, well, did you? Is your concept? I think you know you have the music, uh, slam poetry, and you also have the social justice. Was that always the mantra? Yes. Or did it evolve into that? No, it, so it started out that way. That's great. Yeah, we didn't want to sell just widgets. Like the social justice thing was really big to us. Um, so we wanted to be able to, with every cup of coffee, be able to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> well, quick off topic. Um, I was in New York a couple of weeks ago and I saw uh, David Burns' Utopia. Oh. Uh, familiar with that? And yes, he, do he does, he does, is it Janelle? Um, Janelle Kelly yeah, he does that song. And uh, he said, I called her up and I said, hey, listen, do you mind if I sing that in my show? Uh, and I'm an old white guy. She says, no, this is about humankind. And so cool. it, it was it was a, it was a great thing. So, and they did a great job with it, too. So That's check awesome. that out sometime. I, I think there's a movie people. about it. So, yeah, that, that was good stuff. <laughs> now, when we talk about the social justice, is that current events, all events? Is that just a place where pamphlets are or do you have speakers along those lines as well? So um, I guess you could say, so you get the fair trade coffee, then you have like all the gear we sell, like the tumblers and the sh shirts and all that is sweatshop free. Um, and then we have a room in the middle what, that we call um, the justice room. And there's probably like 25 or so pamphlets in there where you can pick up something and get involved, like whether it's Habitat for Humanity or like the local homeless shelter or, you know, writing letters for Amnesty International, whatever it is, um, you know, we can do that. And then we, we also partner with about probably over 50 um, local um, charities in town um, that we either, uh, you know, have a coffee function with them that we give the coffee for free or um, we also give money to certain organizations as well. So, um, yeah, we just try to do that in our everyday lives. And the big yes. thing also is how we treat our employees. That That is very um, important to us and has to do with like justice, treating people fairly. And so 
we have um, like a really in-depth kind of interview process where we try to hire people who are already demonstrating a love for people in their lives because I can we can train people how to make coffee, but it's harder to train someone how to really love and like people and value yeah, value people. Right. Yeah. So that's really important to us. In fact, when we opened, we did not drink coffee at all. So it was more about community than like bringing coffee specifically to Athens, you know? Well, I would think, and, and that's great, particularly when you think of, of the years that people are in school and I, you know, students, I imagine are your primary uh, customers. Of course, mm -hmm. it's, it's the whole town as well. And, and that is so instrumental time in people's lives. So, so it's right. great that you guys are doing that because that's that's where it, where it starts. I mean, hopefully it started before that, but if it didn't start, yeah. th then it starts then. And, you know, I worked at the same place in Athens for five years and at the hole in the wall sub shops. Just, oh, sure. Yeah. People are just good people in Athens. You just get to know everyone and yeah. it's a great place. Now, I would think that people probably, you don't have trouble getting employees for your place. No, we've always been very, very fortunate to have way more applications than we could handle. So we've, we're generally able to be very choosy, which is really amazing and a blessing. You know, who's dad, Leo's dad owned hole in the wall. Leo's one of our best friends who went to OU as well. And so we JB like every other day, did you know, um, Mr. DeLuca? He, now he might've sold it. Um, you know, at that, by the time that you worked there, I don't, I'm yeah, this sure. was a James Baldino and they call him JB. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, still that, around I think town. he sold it. He was the one that okay. started. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause I know that the guy I worked for and then another guy Gus after him, they weren't original owners. Yeah. Hey, one interesting thing. Um, I was, we had on, um, the folks from uptown dog recently, Marriott, wonderful family, wonderful people. And we were, you know, yeah, they're we're, great. We we're talking about sororities, fraternities, and fundraising. And I imagine every fraternity sorority comes to you guys <laughs> for money, and, and people yeah. always do. And you say you donate things, and it's tough to say no. But I know. How, do you, how do you determine that? That's got to be a challenge. We pretty much only, with some exceptions, we pretty much only donate to. Um, uh, charities that focus on the poor or um, art, like, you know, um, you know, maybe kids art programs or, or stuff like that, Stewart's Opera House. Um, we don't really donate to, uh, you know, fundraisers for, um, unless, the, you know, we'll do a fundraiser for a um, sorority or fraternity if it's something that we feel like we connect with and think it's a great thing. But typically, um we just donate directly to the to the cause you know i take that back it wasn't uptown dog it was uh we had some folks on that did spring fest and they always had to donate people and they were the ones that saying i think they mentioned they'd go to the uptown dog and try to get money because okay. uh, yeah. it was just spring fest Let, let's have a big party and yeah <laughs> so, I mean, athens has um great art of course eldridge i took a few of his classes and i've uh -huh. had his, his daughter on the show and i i have three of his his works in my house wow. oh, cool. um and another guy, there was um, Don Roberts. He and his wife lived off of From Road, and I worked for him. Uh, just they hired me, and for three years, I helped him put in a Japanese rock garden oh or whatever, God. whatever they wanted. And he was they wow. both since passed. And he was just again just good people. And every summer they lived 
and an island off the coast of Maine, and they were just truly wow. in love and just grew old together. And it was you know, just, again, wonderful people. So that's what uh, that's so great about Athens. I know. That's terrific. Well, tell me about the um, open night, uh, excuse me, open stage. Is open stage always, or do you book bands? So we have the open stage on Thursdays, and then Friday and Saturdays is normally um, – more like acoustic acts in town. Um, and that can be with a cover, um, either with a cover charge or like a pass the hat for money type thing. Chris Beaster kind of thing. He was there when we were playing. I understand oh, yeah. he still Chris plays. Beaster yeah, plays here still. Yep. He, yeah, he's fact, friends he with Roz. The, yeah. Yeah, he runs the um, open stage at Casa now. Um, but yeah, he still plays in town as well. And I don't, I'm not sure if you you heard this. Did you, did you never know J.D. Hutcherson who um, played here, lived here? It doesn't sound familiar. No. Okay. Yeah, he was in the music scene, but he he passed away just recently. It was like a really big hit home hometown. Yeah, he was uh, a legend. Yeah, just as a, a bummer, but um, yeah. So we do we book bands um, mostly uh, local, sometimes regional. Um, it just you know it depends, but yeah, Friday and Saturdays, and if we can't book a band, we usually uh, like play a movie. Yeah, I mean that's great, and is. You know, you mentioned Casa, and we had uh, a Grace from Casa, and I think Grace also works at Court Street Bagel. Yeah, um, super, yes, yeah, super nice lady. She's awesome. Um, and when we talked about Casa, and it sounds like you guys really practice what you preach because from their compost to their no tipping policy to just sharing the love, they seem to set a pretty good precedent. Did you yeah. work with any of those guys to get some ideas? Because they seem to have figured it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were a big, as far as Casa goes, like they were certainly a big influence on us just with doing everything right um, as far as running a business. Um, for sure. They were definitely an inspiration. I couldn't afford to go there ever when I was in college. It wasn't until I got out that I hated <laughs> <laughs> Casa. And I also worked at a food place too. So, you know, right. that's good. Well, tell me, when did this start? I think um, June 2nd. 2002 is the date I have rolling around in my head. I think that's the first. Yeah, summer 2002. I'm not sure. The door. Yeah. So we're looking at a a pretty big uh, June anniversary, right? Yeah. A big celebration. Yeah, Chris thinks we need to celebrate 25, but I feel like we should celebrate 20. No, we could celebrate 20 as well. But no, I'm saying yeah, do both. I know. Yeah. We we just had an argument of what we should do on the 2020. I know I wanted to give away free drinks to the whole community all day long, but <laughs> logistically that would be crazy. You know, well, we'd have to figure that out, but for our 11 year anniversary, we actually had a real live miniature donkey uptown. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't heard of that. We had a party where we would always make, I was in the military and we'd make fun of it's a time you could like talk to your commander and make fun oh, of them. So, yeah. and someone bought in a um, a goat on a rope and it's like sir everything's <laughs> like just a big goat rope with you so that was that was funny <laughs> well i i remember like i thought oh my gosh we need to have a miniature donkey because they're like my ultimate favorite <clears throat> animal they're just so sweet and um i have some friends who have horses and stuff so my friend jessica um offered to bring in her miniature donkey and so I I was just going to have her bring it in but then I thought well I should probably call the code office so I called the code office and I'm like what do I need to do to like have a miniature donkey uptown and he's like uh I am not really sure let me get back with you so he called me a few days later 
And he's like, there's nothing in the code that prohibits farm animals from being uptown. So just make sure that you follow the parking rules and, you know, park the trailer in a parking spot and pay the meter. <laughs> so that was the only thing I had to do. So my friend dropped off this miniature donkey. And the first thing it did was have diarrhea all over the sidewalk right in front of the oh. shop. <laughs> oh, so, no. So we got that cleaned up. But then we like had kids sit on the donkey and then we walked it uptown and um took it to college green and let it graze a little bit it was a total blast maybe for our 20th we should have 20 donkeys yeah uptown. <laughs> we could have a stampede of donkeys <laughs> yeah that would be that would be good well you mentioned college green if you listen to an episode that uh we mentioned tom o'grady was on the historian extraordinaire college green was a uh grazing area i think people had cattle there at one time wow wow that's yeah neat. so yeah it is a small world back. so mm -hmm. is your love love for donkeys is that's where the name originated <laughs> no <laughs> no not it's at all such an anticlimactic story i'm gonna make chris tell it because when he told me he wanted to name it donkey i'm like no way that is not even grammatically correct like that's a horrible name <laughs> <laughs> um it was just that I, I told, like, I would call friends, hey, donkey head, hey, donkey face, or hey, donkey. Like, it was just like a thing that I would just call, like an endearing term. And I thought, well, I don't want to call the coffee shop something that's kind of tired and played out. Like a lot of coffee shops are like common grounds or, uh, or like burrow coffee. That'd be terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> I just thought something completely different that doesn't really mean anything at all would be great. And so that's what we named it. And the Athens News, the first year we opened, the Athens News actually had in their category of best of Athens, the best business name, and we were voted best business name. So that sold me on it. I guess people like it. <laughs> Obviously, you're going on 20 years and it sounds like you're going strong. So that's uh, all, all great news. Now, I know people we've, we've had on the show that talk about they're in business and they're like, hey, we had some success here. We enjoy doing Let, Let's try something else. Let's add another business. Have you guys looked down that path? Yeah, we tried that and failed. <laughs> well, we had a, like a satellite um, store in um, Holzer clinic and it just, it just didn't work. And we kind of thought that it wouldn't work, but they, <laughs> they really, really wanted us. Um, they gave us great deal. Like they really wooed us and practically said like, look, you don't even have to succeed. We'll pay for everything. Right. Like it was almost like that. So we couldn't turn them down. But our, our vision was like to educate on fair trade coffee and have like healthy salads and healthy sandwiches and maybe some organic stuff, you know, but really everybody just wanted Mountain Dew. <laughs> so we actually like went against our values and installed a pop machine and had fountain drinks, you know, and people who worked there loved it. And but then, I was, yeah, yeah, I was so glad when we were, when we closed it, we, we'd barely lost any money on it because of the deal that we made with Holzer, which was great. So, but we've all, we've done other things. Like I had a recording studio, um, you know, that I worked at for, it's still actually, um, there now and still open um, called Three Elliot Studio, and um, I'm interested in possibly opening um, a vinyl record store if it works Let's out. Do it. I, we had Hoffa's was there, and I think at one yeah. time there was another one there. And I'm a big vinyl guy, and I think yeah, it was School Kids. Um, I worked it there, School Kids. Well, I was thinking if School Kids, I lived in 
in Atlanta, and there was something very similar to that. And now it's, it didn't want to just open up. Um, well, it's, 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 I'm not sure what kind of record store it is. I went to go visit, but it's only open on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, so I, you know, hopefully it'll be great, but we, we might have a space opening in our building in a few years. And if that's the case, then, you know, I might seriously consider it, but if, if not, then I, I'm not going to go in that direction. So are you familiar with the yesterday and today album? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Bye, Tim. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. So I'm a I, Beatles freak. <laughs> so I'm going first, second, and third state of those on my wall. I have a second state, and I'm getting a third state. Like I've looked at some of those. I, that'll happen. You very talking about soon. the butcher covers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I did have to buy the other two, like the second state one's legit, and the third state is too, but I have to buy a fake first date because it's like twenty five thousand dollars and yeah it's insane yeah so like one i don't have that to spend on an album and two that is insane and ridiculous but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just a beetle nut i mean i just think about them all day long it's pathetic i probably need to go to a 12-step program but you know what i got uh got to watch get back for the second time through um finished last night and you now i just want to watch it again <laughs> i want to too and someone told me like well, you know it's you know you have to be a big beatles fan and really like i'm like yes 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 and i haven't seen it but i've been because i don't have oh, you haven't seen it yet well but i've seen almost everything that's on youtube all the clips of it i've kind of seen yeah. it just out of order <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh, and I, I loved it because that's there's not a lot i've read a lot of books and i know and have all the albums and mm. you know there's not a lot of that kind of footage around with those guys like how did nope. they come up with this genius so good stuff sorry yeah. angie we'll stop chris, about that chris will host a beatles trivia um night at donkey like once a quarter and our daughter will read off the cards and if it, you win you get to take home a big blue meanie from yellow submarine <laughs> uh count me in i need i need to come by <laughs> I, uh, you know i'm from springfield ohio and uh so I, I go, my uh, wife lived in Columbus. So we grew up together. We've known each other since we were in third grade. So when oh, you go to cool. Columbus, you go right by Athens. So I try to stop by when I do that. Yeah. Next time I'll certainly stop by and I'll find out when the Beatles trivia is. That's <laughs> all good stuff. Yeah. Well, you guys have been in Athens for a long time. What would you say is your favorite part about Athens, Angie? What would you think? Or, or, or craziest yeah. memory maybe or, or just favorite part um i would say absolutely the people i just love so many people in athens like patty mitchell from passion works like she's just one of my ultimate favorite people and mark and hillary burhans our neighbors on west washington who have salam restaurant it's good to have good neighbors yeah and i just love dave smart who's the barber who's up the street mm -hmm. He's been barbering for decades now. Yeah, and I think it's just the community. Yeah, I mean, the community. Our mayor, you know, Mayor wonderful. Patterson and his wife Connie mm. are awesome people. They are. He's been on I, the show. He's good people. Yeah, yeah. I just love our yeah. employees so much and our shop. Yeah. I'm so incredibly humbled that it's still open and grateful for our amazing loyal customers and yeah we're in know. Florida right now and I'm I'm really starting to miss the community yeah. of Donkey. It's you know, we've been here like six days and I think now we're just like, we got to get back. <laughs> and just, well, it's, it's not about like, fear of people not taking care of business, just missing. No, missing not business. at all. Yeah. Yeah. We just miss everybody. And I, I went to OU because it was so beautiful 
And I just absolutely love Southeastern Ohio. I have a horse and I trail ride a lot and it just doesn't get better than Southeastern Ohio. The trails are beautiful. And yeah. All right, I'm sorry, Angie. I'm saying this in advance. So you have a horse and I guess Athens is a stable environment. I'm right, sorry. Um, <laughs> ooh, nice. <laughs> I love those dad jokes. Keep them, keep them coming. Well, Chris, a lot of times we, we talk to people that, you know, are bar owners like Tony was on or people that worked in bars or, or musicians and you played in bands. What is a memory like that sticks out of like, holy cow, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, do you have any of those stories? I can't believe it just happened. Huh? I don't know. I, I mean, I can tell you. Um, Big red truck almost being signed. <laughs> yeah, there's a musically. There's a lot because there's such a rich community. I think probably seeing um, Appalachian Death Ride, Chris Beaster's band. Um, they were the first band that I saw when I came to OU. I believe yeah. it was at the Union. I, I, I've seen them a few times. That was that's a wild first band to see. Yeah, they melted my face off. Um, it, was, it was great, though, because I feel like I really felt like um, it was going to be a place where I could fit in musically and, you know, play. And after all these years, um, you know, I'm 52 now and I'm still playing in a band and I'm still recording. I'm still having fun. I'm still hanging out with like college kids who love, you know, talking about, you know, the latest indie rock band that's come out that they want me to hear, whatever it is. So it's really interesting that, you know, I thought that by this age, I'd barely know like any new music coming out. <laughs> I probably listened to more new music than I ever had because of the coffee shop and because of the community that we're in, which is wonderful. That is great. I teach a spin class on Monday mornings and I'm all about new music because oh man, I love spin. I, I get so sick of all the old music and because I've done yeah. it for several years. Right. So it's, it's, it's easy to get sick of it. So I'm always looking for new music. Angie, do you have any good stories? Like maybe when you're in the dorms that like, you know, the last, uh, oh, we had some folks on um, a couple of shows ago and one of their friends had a baby in a dorm room and that so oh far has been, been the, 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 awesome. the one to top. Wow. No, I just, I have really awesome memories of playing guitar out on the green with my friends and um, trying on like being a hippie. I came from a pretty conservative, <laughs> like suburban small town. And so when I got to OU, I decided I wanted to be a hippie. So like I changed my wardrobe, wardrobe <laughs> and, you know, grew my hair out, stopped wearing makeup. Throw away those razors. Tried that on for size. Um, mm. You know, I just, I guess also I got connected with Good Works um, shelter for people without homes and, um that had a huge impact on me because I grew up in a more conservative mentality. It, it just being around people in Athens and the people at good works kind of, um, blew open my worldview of people in need and mm -hmm. yeah. how, how the world works and, you know, like systemic, um, poverty and, mm -hmm. you know, um, stuff I had never really thought about before. So that's not a real fun memory, but it, it's had a dramatic impact on my life. Mm -hmm. It's life changing I, you know, memory. Mm -hmm. I think looking like having some time to think about it, I would say seeing Cornell West, um, on campus was a huge life changing moment for me. Um, cause the philosophy mm -hmm. was, you know, focus on the poor and social justice, but, he was also a person of faith, you know, he followed Jesus and 
it was so different from, you know, like, right. especially now. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable, like how far to the right. I mean, like, it seems like white uh, evangelical Christianity is just the Republican Party now, which is just crazy to me. But anyway, so for me, that was great to see. And that kind of has been my journey ever since is trying to figure out how to walk with God and do justice um, and try to do that uh um, you know, with a group of um, people that kind of think the same way and embrace the same kind of ideas of God and, and uh, um, justice. It's all about, yeah. you know, it's not about, it's like, hey, we have to take the family to some other mm -hmm. country or we can maybe do it in our backyard, you yeah. know, and make that dollar go a lot further. So mm -hmm. I am so happy to have met you guys because you me really, too. I said in the beginning, you keep the essence of Athens going and i truly mean that because of you know all the positive energy you bring to it and just just keeping it going so thank, thank you, you so Thanks, much Tim. thank you so much for being on the show it was really fun yeah our pleasure all right well we'll talk soon and next time i'm in town i'll stop by thank Sounds you tim great. looking forward right. to it thanks hey tim yes sir why did the farmer start listening to punk rock music oh let me think about this um i don't know because he was sick of hauling oats. Ah, good one. <laughs> but with that, we'll call it a day. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Tim. Yeah, bye. <laughs>